0: Welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one stop shop for all things cigar related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts. Trade. I am not. No, we are recording live from Grounds to here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I am one of your hosts, Trey Edmond, and I'm joined by Mr. Shane
1: Reeves. Now I'm all off kilter because usually when you do that, you just cut the mics off and say I'm going to start again. Well, that's because usually when I mess up, it's followed by about twelve expletives
0: that can't reach the air. But I thought I'd just roll with it this time. I haven't messed up an intro in a while. No, you haven't. It's been it's been nice. I mean, it's been. You've gotten better at it over time. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened is I was going back through our back catalog last night uh, with my girlfriend looking at, you know, some of the original first episodes that didn't make air and we were kind of listening to some of and my intro at that point wasn't consistent because I was still trying to figure it out. And so in my head, the whole time I'm talking, I'm thinking about all these other intros that I had just been listening to last night and it tripped me up a little bit.
1: Your girlfriend is the best sport ever. She, it was her idea, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, she may have made you think that, but she's the best. Hey, honey, let's listen to your podcast. <laughs> she's, just, she's the best girlfriend ever. You, you well, should I agree. well. I, I certainly agree on that point. But let us light up a cigar. I brought you something special tonight, and I've got something special for myself, so I'm very happy tonight, ready to get these cigars lit up. Me too. I've been looking forward to this cigar since it was announced. This is the Macanudo
0: Inspirado Red. Uh, It's a Nicaraguan cigar from General Cigars. It's got an Ecuadorian Habana Lajero wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and Honduran and Nicaraguan filler. And so it's just you know, their inspirato line the inspirato black really blew me away i haven't had the red yet this will be a, a a virgin tasting but i'm i've been looking forward to this since it came out the best part about it i think anything in the Inspirado line is the fact that they all retail for under eight dollars
1: yeah they're all at a bargain um you know sean hardiman he put us on them earlier um uh, when he would be on the show and talk to us about stuff and We've been waiting on the red, so I was in Madison, I will talk about that event in greater detail here in just a little bit, and one of the deals there, Sean was there, and he said, hey, they've got the red here. I said, well, I'm getting two of them, because I'll let Trey smoke one this week, and then I'll smoke one next week. So I'm very excited to to see your take on that, and I hope it doesn't flavor my take on that too much. One way or the other? Yeah, how's the initial draw?
0: The initial draw is good. I have a great taste in my mouth going into it you know sometimes you've got a little bit of a dry mouth or what, something going on i'm just coming off the heels of a, of a Avo heritage and so i've got my palates in a really good place the initial draws not a whole lot just a light flavor i don't i don't have the flavor of the cigar yet but i'm i'm looking forward to it
1: well the aroma is good from sitting over absolutely. here absolutely so tonight i'm smoking the don pepin garcia jj toro now this is the white you know we've smoked the black we've smoked the blue we've smoked the gold which is the Cuban classic and this is the white this is the only one of the four that we have not smoked on the show yet that's true that's been out that's been around a while yeah it came out at the same time as those did so it's an older model cigar but it's just look at that toothiness of that wrapper i mean it's not a dark wrapper And all very light wrapper, but I had one earlier this week knock my socks off. DPG is the king of putting a lot of flavor
0: into a cigar that doesn't necessarily have to be bold and dark and rich and oily to get that out of it.
1: Well, it's a Nicaraguan um, Corojo wrapper, and the binder filler's Nicaraguan. It's all long filler tobacco, as any good cigar should be. So I'm looking forward to firing this up and really enjoying this because you put me on the Don Pepin line when this podcast started. Right. And so I'm very excited about that. We had a great time Saturday night down in Madison, Alabama. I sent you a picture of all the prizes I won. I don't think I've ever seen
0: anyone come away from an event with, with needing an extra car to get back with all of the the goodies you came away with
1: i thought i was going to get pulled over for bootlegging coming <laughs> back into tennessee the truck was riding a little low <laughs> yeah. on the rear axle yeah, yeah that, that's a southern joke that's the one that you only get if you were <laughs> born 20 25 or better years ago in the south that's true <laughs> but
0: no it, it looked like you guys had a real good time now was Was that cigar something that you picked up as a part of the show, or they just happened to have them down there?
1: So this is the coolest thing they did down there. So there were um, 15, 20 cigar reps came there throughout the day, but at the end of the night there were 10 cigar reps still there. You know, Kyle was there, Sean was there, um, Don Gonzalez was there. So many, there were still 10 reps there, and they said, hey, let's do a drawing. said, everybody put in 10 cigars of your brand. And then somebody went and bought a humidor there at the shop. So it was 100 cigars. And then, of course, some more cigars materialized. It ended up being about 130 cigars. It was a humidor humped over full. There was a couple of ashtrays, a lighter. Wow. And they said, now here's what you got to do to get the drawing. You've got to go in the humidor and buy two cigars from each of us. So you had to buy 20 cigars to be a part of this drawing. Well, I'm doing the math, calculating the odds real quick, and I'm thinking to myself, wait, if you got to pay 20 cigars to get in the drawing, there's not going to be a lot of people in the drawing. This is a high-value target for me. Yeah. And also uh, I went ahead and bought them. I didn't win it, but it, it's really amazing to see 10 cigar reps all get together and talk about, you know, Garrett was there, and they were talking about it. It was just um. It's really amazing to see 10 guys get together and do something like that. That's one of the things I
0: love about cigar reps and this industry as a whole is the, the passion. It reminds me a lot, you know, you hear these stories of old road comics, right? You've got the, the comedy store in L.A. or the comedy cellar in New York and all these. And the guys that go on to become headliners come back. And then at the end of the night, everyone's just kind of sitting around riffing, and you've got some of the biggest names. And that's kind of the environment that you get at the end of a big event like that at a cigar shop, is that everyone's... That's when you start to find out what the reps smoke outside of their brand, which... Because they'll never come on a podcast and tell you what they like to smoke that isn't their brand. But there's still people with refined palates who like to branch out, and so you kind of learn some of the unsung heroes of the humidor. Everyone's having a good time. It's... There's something really, really great about getting a bunch of reps together like that.
1: Well, so it was, his, it was Donald's seventh anniversary party. And um, Donald Waddell, who's on, who owns a cigar room in Madison, great guy, great cigar lounge. We've talked about it tons of times on the show. Um, it was his seventh anniversary, and they do it upright because the, the amount of prizes I won, I'll have to give the picture to you. You can drop it on Instagram. All right. Um, the amount of prizes I won covered my island. My island is two foot by four foot, and they completely covered it. I won ashtrays, T-shirts, cutters, hats. I think I counted up
0: nine ashtrays, four T-shirts, seven hats, and that's. And there was more stuff in there. I think there were a couple of bottle
1: openers and some other goodies. But Oh, I, mean, I won three Gurkha knives. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the knives, yeah. And I literally could walk into this cigar shop tonight and just do the wrapper in the strip club thing and make it rain plastic cutters. (laughs) You could just throw a double handful of them Oh, I forgot about the five lighters and 11 cutters. (laughs) Yeah, they were everywhere. So what they do there is he has these tables lined up. They do a drawing every 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So he lines up enough prize packs, and that was three prize packs. And he puts a box. So when you get your tickets, you go in there and you drop into the individual box what you want to draw for. That's that's cool. Oh, it's, it's brilliant because if you see a prize pack you really like, you can kind of, you know, shell out a few extra tickets there. Yeah. And really make that produce. And do you,
0: so when you buy, do you buy a box and then go, or, do, or
1: you of the mindset, get all your tickets and then... I'm of the mindset, get all my tickets. My wife was stocking up on cigars because, in addition, he also ran 25% off of everything in the store. Right. So while everything was 25% off, my wife stocked up on her cigars because she doesn't smoke the variety of cigars I do. Right. She's got her favorites that she goes back to. If I bought three or four boxes of any one cigar, I'd probably be tired of it by the time I got to the end of it. Yeah. I've I've been finding that lately is that I tend...
0: I've bought the last three boxes I've bought. Usually by the end of it, I'm I'm kind of like okay, I'm ready for this box to be done, so I can move on to something else.
1: Yeah, I'm ready for this box to be empty. But she so she stocked up, which gave us a tickets. that looked like you fed through a 1960s World War II me- machine gun. Oh, <laughs> we had a belt of tickets going. And then his it looked grand- like you figured out how to get the ball in the clown's mouth at the Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you could do that every time. Uh, then the um the grand prize was this huge table full of stuff. the runner up prize was a smoker grill combo, and he had probably ten hats t shirts I mean it was just unreal. Wow, how many prizes and giveaways they had at this sh- at this um event so, so you said that your hall was three prize packs? Yeah, we won three prize packs where at one point, I was walking back in there, and Don gonzalez said hey they 're not going to invite you back. You keep this up
0: <laughs> well that 's very uh, comparable to the Drew Estate
1: event we had here about three months ago when Glenda won three. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're very blessed. If there's a drawing, uh, my brother's always said that if you put our two names in a hat, my name would get pulled out, and then size nine nine 9.5D would get pulled out before his name got pulled out.
0: <laughs> Y'all got some big heads. <laughs>
1: well, I was just thinking. I hated to say one size fits all. <laughs> made, made in China. Right. <laughs> but... um so the a lot of cool things at the event the guys down there at that shop are just great guys i had some guys that listen come up and talk to me um just a blast his seventh year anniversary couldn't happen to a nicer guy just if you're going through huntsville just outside of huntsville more side of huntsville madison alabama's the cigar room and go see donald i hate that i had to miss it
0: i would have loved to have been able to get down there with you guys
1: Next year you'll have to come. Yeah, absolutely. It's just absolutely worth it and all. So, moving on. On to more more cigar, less Shane grandizing and more cigar notice. All right. So, this week, Nicaragua. Yeah, we had to
0: talk about this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anybody in the news that watches the news has seen that there's been some protests. There's been 25 people killed in Nicaragua. I didn't realize the body count had gotten up quite that high. So the government of Nicaragua said, okay, we need everybody to put more money in to our failing Social Security plan. And we're going to start charging everybody that's retired an extra 5% in taxes on their pensions, which sparked a lot of problems. And, and I can understand this because if you admit your Social Security system is failing... And if you admit anything is failing, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up here. Get on my soapbox. Hand me my soapbox, Trey. <laughs> anything that is failing, throwing more money at it will never work. Yeah. Nothing has ever been fixed in this world by throwing more money at the problem. Except maybe a nineteen seventy two Volkswagen. Even then. <laughs> Even then you you know, you get the hippie out of it, you clean it up, and then you can go on about working on it. But never is that the answer. And so I can understand the people in Nicaragua rising up and saying this is a problem because they're wanting to throw money into a failing system. Right. You know, it's, it's like us throwing money into... Um, nah, I won't say anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know, you don't want to offend... I don't mind offending some of the people some of the time. But when we start talking about politics, it's so easy for me to offend all the people all the time. Yeah, that's true. But the reports from Drew Estate, the reports from Arturo Fuente, or not Fuente, is there Dominican? um, Rocky. Rocky. uh, What's the other one? Where crowned heads are made. Fernandez factory. The Fernandez factory is that their production has not been interrupted, nor will it be by this. And all, probably because those are working people and they don't have time to go to the streets and start hollering at the government. There we go. Uh,
0: no, I have been seeing a lot of the people in the industry checking in on Facebook. That is one of the things you know you can talk about about Facebook all you want, you know, because it's done some good, done some bad. One of the things I love is that there's the new feature where you can mark yourself safe when you're. I started seeing all my people, all my friends that live in like the Smyrna, Antioch area when the we had the Waffle House shooting last weekend as well people being able to get on facebook and check in and mark that they're safe and i've been seeing that out of nicaragua as well which has been really great to know that that the people down there that at least i mean obviously not everyone's safe but it's it's nice to be able to know that some people
1: well jonathan drew actually had to post on his facebook and instagram both that no i have not been kidnapped and murdered in nicaragua because somebody started the rumor and hey my hat's off to whoever started that rumor. You know I love a good rumor. You do love a good rumor. And if you were going to make up something, this is the, that was the perfect time. The timing on that one was just right. So my hat's off to him. Nobody got hurt in the making of this rumor. <laughs> so. Except that you could
0: have picked someone other than Jonathan Drew because he is so prolific. You know that he's, that's, that's not going to be able to fester for long enough for it to really take shape.
1: It's, it's kind of like when you're in a bar. You don't say, I'm the lead singer of White Snake. You say, I'm the drummer for White Snake. Exactly. Nobody knows what the drummer of White Snake looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just, just lost another it's, listener. It's 2018. <laughs> no one lo- knows what the lead singer of White Snake looks like either. <laughs> but, so, it's apparently, they're saying it's not going to interrupt. We'll kind of keep you updated if it tends to escalate. But I think this is one of those things. You know, Nicaragua already had her civil war and got through that things are going pretty well there things are going pretty well wor- well in a lot of the world they are you know but i
0: do want to say, you know outside of just being a little selfish and making sure that our our cigar hobby is uninterrupted I, I do want to say you know thoughts and prayers whatever that's worth but you know seriously we are thinking about the people of nicaragua and i really do hope to see that that comes under control sooner rather than later
1: so Casa Fernandez, they're changing their name, they're changing their look, they're rebranding the company. Really? Yep, it's going to be called Aganorsa Leaf, as opposed to Casa Fernandez.
0: Now I've heard that word Aganorsa before. Is that
1: was that part of a, a, a sub-brand of theirs? Was that Guardian of the Farm that's for what the it dogs was. that ran yeah, roamed that's the Agonorsa farm? Now they produce the, of course, the Guardian. They produce. I'm trying to look. Sorry, I a had lot,
0: it. a lot of the warp cigars come out of that factory. Yeah, a lot
1: of the warp cigars, a lot of the um, the asylum stuff. Yeah, a lot of that comes out of that factory, and they just decided, okay, we're going to rebrand it. They're still going to keep the classic Casa Fernandez cigar name. Okay, but it will be relabeled with Farm on it. I like that. It's such a beautiful name. It is, and it kind of um, it's a good piece of branding. Yeah because you're getting necessarily away from all of the tobacco you know you don't sound like everybody else it's yeah. something tobacco
0: totally... so-and-so tobacco era so-and-so else
1: and yeah and, and, and estelle from estelle yeah with estelle tobacco and so they're changing their name um pretty nice ideal i think it can reinvigorate the brand you know I don't think we put enough stock into how much changing the band on a cigar can change that cigar. Oh, absolutely. I mean,
0: well, rebranding in whatever industry you're in, it's fraught with danger. I mean, it's not an easy task to undergo, but it can have a very tremendous and profound impact on your business.
1: Well, okay, if you've got a customer that says... Those were called Casa Fernandez. Now they're called agronosis I'm going to quit smoking them. You didn't need that customer. Right. And you don't need that guy representing your product.
0: And I really would be surprised if there's anyone in this industry, like as a consumer, that is that picky. Now, what you may have happen is someone, like you said, they're keeping the band relatively unchanged but adding that feature. Now, what you could run into is someone not recognizing a cigar and, and passing it over even though it's a cigar that they want smoked daily.
1: Yeah, but anybody that's serious enough about it that they that they're looking for that cigar, they'll find that. They'll they'll see through that part of it. I think more often than not it brings new people to the brand. Oh, what's the new cigar there? Well it's an right. old cigar but it's got a new band. Right. But you think, you know, famously when Davidoff rebranded Camacho. Right. And put those gigantic, you know, tent tarp bands on those things. Right. And all they, they kind of experienced a resurgence. That was tremendous for Camacho,
0: just because that, the way they rebranded that company really fit the image of that company. I mean, I, you never would have guessed it beforehand, but seeing them as they are now, I couldn't imagine them any other
1: way. Okay, so we have a pack of lawyers has invaded our cigar shop. What do you call a group of cigar law, a group of lawyers is it a a, a distrust is it a distrust okay jay's here and i see jay going over there and he called one of them judge so there's definitely something going on here so i'm i'm just kind of wondering what a pack of lawyers is doing here in our cigar shop they've been that's the same group of people that was here
0: a couple of weeks ago when we were recording
1: i'm i'm not but sure this I, is
0: this has become their kind of their their 19th hole so to speak I don't know what you would call 1904
1: courtroom. Is this the the gavel? <laughs> the gallows <laughs> <laughs> that may that may not be. Sorry I, I got distracted because it when, when you see a pack of lawyers, I, I'm very interested in what you name things as you well know. I've got
0: to say there is a there is truly an art form to the names of groups. I love the names for groups, you know, a, a gaggle of geese an unkindness of ravens, like a murder of crows, a murder of crows. I, great movie, by the way, uh-huh. um, with Cuba Gooding Jr. Anyway, now I'm
1: getting distracted, but I do. I love the, the different names for groups. Well, and it's funny cause if you, if you watch, we're going to sit here and talk about them now. If you watch their, There's one lawyer in the middle. They're all kind of circular. That's judge. And they're kind of... Yeah, that must be the judge. And they're kind of putting out this field. People are walking a little wider around them than normal. It's like it's an anti-gravitational field that they're putting out, (laughs) kind of pushing people away.
0: Well, there's something... I mean, that's one of the interesting things about groups in cigar shops. And you'll see it every once in a while when people come in and have a party or whatnot. As soon as you get... You know, you get three or four people sitting together talking there's a gravitational force there. You get people standing around a table and kind of becoming more of a group, more sentient. People tend to give it a
1: wider berth. Yeah, if you're using it, one of the stand-up tables, it definitely makes a difference. Well,
0: because you can tell this isn't just a group of guys. This isn't just, this is this is an event. These are people that are congregating and I'm not part of that group, so I'm just going to give them their space.
1: Yeah, you've got the old guy. I've got. I see the young guy. He's fresh out of school. I see the young lady trying to make it I mean, it's a it's a beautiful little slice of America going on right over there. <laughs> so, um, let's step away for a break. When we come back, I still want to talk about RomaCraft's new release. I want to talk get your impression on the Inspirato Red. Um, this white is just amazing.
0: This the Inspirato Red is really hitting hitting the right notes tonight.
1: But we'll talk about all that when we get back. Shane here with this week's Cigar Under $8. This week, I want to talk about the Don Pepin Cuban Classic, also called the Gold Label. Or the Black Label. Or the Black Label. A wonderful cigar. It actually has the gold on the tip of it. It is a Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. MSRP on this cigar is about $7.10. comes in a Bella Tocoso Gordo Robusto Oratoro. great cigar for the money we've spoken on this show a lot about how don pepin really seems to put a lot of cigar for the money out there can't recommend this cigar
0: this one is just as delicious as it gets it's probably the fullest bodied of anything in their line at least of the of the colored label series this is going to be your full full tilt flavorful just but that corojo wrapper really balances it out
1: going to be exactly what you're looking for when you're looking for a stronger cigar that you can still smoke every day. Keep an eye online. You can catch deals where these are $100, $110 a box. Or better yet, check out a
0: special at your local shop. You can still usually, I've found that brick and mortar prices are usually pretty comparable to online for this cigar.
1: They are. Another great cigar. Thank you and enjoy the Don Pepin Cuban Classic. And welcome back to the Cigar Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Shane Reeves, sitting across from the new lead singer of Cabbage Point Killing Machine, Trey Dedman. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. But sometimes I do the jokes for me and maybe one other guy. Yeah. (laughs) They oftentimes go over my head, but I just let you roll with it. Okay. Well, I appreciate your patience. Okay. Tell me what what the red's like. It's very savory. Not a lot of spice.
0: It's a little bit um, kind of I you know you know how I am with tasting notes but there's so I hate mushrooms I absolutely hate mushrooms in anything on anything don't even look at them but there's a certain little mushroomy like
1: nightshade quality that's I'm really enjoying I wonder how long that one was sitting in the humidor yeah it's <laughs> got no. mushrooms growing on it <laughs> they just no. released them <laughs> But I, I just mean like it's that it's that really savory, really uh,
0: salty kind of flavors coming out of it, and it's it's really really man it's gotten loud in here ever since it, break. It has gotten loud in here. <laughs> the lawyers are getting unruly. <laughs> so, but but yeah, I'm I'm blown away by this. I think I actually
1: like it more than the black. I think the lawyers and the old retirement retired guys are about to get into a gang fight. It's going to be like the Sharks and the Jets. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody just pulled out their cutter and flipped it real quick and waved it at a lawyer. <laughs> 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 so, the Don Pepin White, it's just wonderful. I mean, there's so much to love about this cigar. I liked the blue. It's still one of my go-to cigars. The a Cuban classic cigar for the money, so hard to beat. Right. Especially if you're a new smoker. If you're a new smoker, I would recommend you first smoke the Cuban classic, then smoke the white, then graduate to the blue, and finally to the black. Okay. And See, I would go
0: black and blue in, in opposite order. I would st- I would finish I would save the best for last.
1: Well, there, there's some theory to that, but I'm going in order of strength. I do believe yeah. the black's a little more the the blue is more complex. The black is strong for strong sake. Yeah. And all, which usually isn't a compliment for a cigar, but in this instance,
0: it is. Right. And as long as we're talking about that, you can't leave out the Jaime Garcia. I know it's not part of that line necessarily, but my goodness, that is the best cigar coming out of that factory, I think.
1: The Jaime Garcia Super Gordo, one of my very favorites. And also very reasonably priced as well. Yeah. All the cigars that come out of there, they, yeah, they, they really do a great job. And so is this where the rubber meets the road? Because, okay, I've spent my life around building houses. And I always say any fool can take straight 2 by 4s and straight 2 by 10s and straight headers and build a beautiful house. It takes a craftsman to take a piece of wood with a little warp in it and a couple of knots and a couple of wormholes and create something beautiful. Is the quality of tobacco comparable to that? I would think so. Um,
0: You know, I don't know. It is an agricultural product, so it's very... It's very hit or miss, you know, one year to the next, one crop to the next. You know, uh, Don Pedro Gonzalez was talking about 25% waste. Right. Know, in the, so I'm sure there's certain elements of that that, yeah, you get a, a more hardy crop or you get a less hardy crop or something like that. So I, I would say you're probably
1: right. Well, and I think it comes down to the blending. Whoever's doing the blending can take their tobaccos and mix them in such a way as to make an appeasing cigar. Right. And I think Garcia stands head and shoulders above everybody else of taking less expensive, i.e., less premium tobacco, and mixing it into amazing cigars and then selling them at an amazing price. And I think that's
0: really reflected in the fact that so many other companies let, you know, do their special releases out of his factory.
1: Yeah, I believe that's a big part of it. And that's why. Even their special editions are less, less expensive. Right. And all, but I think the blender is the, the hero of the cigar story. Oh, absolutely. It has to be your blender. Your blender has to know what he's doing no matter what. Your roller... Has to have a good pulse function and easy to clean... Ba- oh, wait, no. <laughs> so, very, very much enjoying the Don Pepin White, one of my favorite cigars. So, Roma Craft, one of our favorite cigar companies is releasing a Black Irish cigar. Now, this will be a Connecticut Broadleaf and Candela Barber pole. Is this not something that they've done before? I feel like I've heard of the Black Irish before. Um, I don't know. It was listed as new on the website that it's coming out. Okay. And maybe, maybe it was just a release I saw from it a little while ago. Probably is. It's kind of reminiscent of the Ogre. It it looks a
0: lot like the ogre.
1: Yeah, in appearance, it's reminiscent of the ogre. Binder is Cameroon. That could be good. You don't see a lot of Cameroon Binder. No, you don't, but as a
0: self-professed lover of Cameroon, and it sort of sweet, and you know, I think that could balance out the bitterness of the candela fairly well.
1: Now, Cameroon comes from Africa, correct? Yes. So the Cameroon binder and then the filler is going to be Nicaraguan, six by 56, 10 dollars nineteen cents MSRP. Not bad. Pretty sound. I do cigar. have a hard time paying ten dollars for a candela. If it wasn't aroma craft, it, I would
0: ag- agree. Agreed. You know,
1: absolutely. Candelas can go, there's a larger margin for error in Candela than in any other cigar you deal with. So Candelas can go south in a hurry, but Romacraft seems to have their quality and everything put together correctly for their Candela. Does it say when it's going to release? Um, cigar, two guys' cigar sold out in 18 minutes, so it must already be out. Oh, okay. So. And Romacraft again—you know you're in a quality s- shop when you get to Romacraft. Oh, absolutely! Um, the Romacraft brand is just outstanding. Great bunch. So, speaking of Romacraft, though, they also
0: announced this week that the Neanderthal H O X D—they're the little one. Right, uh, they are going into regular production with it. So it was previously a limited release that you could get in some special packs. They're releasing that in wide release too. So there must there's a pretty good push coming out of that factory right now, and I'm really looking forward to that because I love everything that Roma Craft does.
1: Well, you know, Pedro and I were talking this weekend at the event about when do you drop a cigar, when do you stop producing a cigar, and he said when it stops selling. Mm-hmm. And because I was there and I picked up the two original Don Gonzalez cigars, you know, the very first ones he made, first ones out of his factory. And I said, at some point, do you quit making these? He said, not as long as they're, they're selling. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that's one thing that the cigar industry has to be good at because the tasting is so subjective is staying in front of their customers. Oh, Absolutely. Staying right on top you, of it. You've got to be innovative. You've got to
0: continue to push the needle forward, but at the same time, you can't forget what keeps the lights on in the factory.
1: Yeah, you've got to try new things. you are always got to be experimenting. And it's kind of one of the tough things about being in the cigar business is you can't just rest on your laurels, even though you produce 10 amazing cigars. They will stagnate. Yeah. I mean, that's just the nature because a lot of the
0: people who are smoking cigars are, are looking for something new that comes out
1: well and I'll, I'll admit i've suffered from humidor fatigue sometimes i go into the humidor here and it's like oh man i really wish something new was in here tonight and i'll just get up a drone because i know it's going to be good every time
0: oh i'm i'm very guilty of that myself
1: yeah i, I sometimes i find myself visiting other stores just to kind of see what's in their humidor hmm to see if there's something else or something new, even though this is my home shop and most of the cigars I smoke are smoked here, uh, I'm starting to get a little humidor fatigue. I, I've got to speak with Austin about this. Well, I think part
0: of that also for us comes from the fact that
1: every week we're sitting down and
0: purposefully looking for something new and different that we don't, haven't smoked in a while or maybe ever before. And so I think that's exacerbating the fact that we're not allowing ourselves to get burnt out on a cigar before we move on to the next one.
1: And a big part of that is that I'll never be the monogamous cigar smoker. There'll never be one that I just... You know, if somebody said, okay, you can only smoke this cigar every day for the rest of your life, okay, assuming all other cigars have gone extinct. Yeah.
0: but yeah, Which which actually kind of brings me to a point. I've never asked you this. What's your Desert Island cigar? Feral Flying Pig, Drew Estate. Okay. Don't even have to think about it. That's That's the cigar that... Money, no option, unlimited quantities. You could smoke that every day for the rest of your life.
1: And it's saying something to say that I would choose that over a 1964 Padron. Right. Uh, But that feral pig, it's always there. It's always the premium tobacco. Um, I love the cut on that cigar. I love that you just flip the little pigtail off. See, I'm thinking ahead. You said trapped on a desert island. You didn't say I had a cutter. Right. So (laughs) I can just flip the pigtail off of the You've got all the time
0: in the world. You can sharpen a stick down enough to get a guillotine out of it.
1: Yeah, that that was a great... I have to share a joke real quick. I I love when I hear a great joke at the gym. This man gets stranded on a deserted island. He said, well, I'm going to go crazy just sitting here doing nothing. I got plenty of coconuts, plenty of fish. I'm going to build a town. So he started building a town. Well, one day a cruise ship showed up to rescue him. And the crews, the people rescuing him said, did you build this town? He said, yeah. He said, over there's my house. Over there's my church. He said, what's that building over there? That's the church I used to go to. <laughs> that's an exceptionally clean joke out of my reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> and also very southern. <laughs> yeah. And, and also very real. I told that one to yeah. my preacher and he's like, yeah, that's pretty real. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that, that may have cut a little close to home for him. But, okay, so interesting thing, um, going back to talking about the cigar event in Madison just a little bit, I want to touch on a few more things there. The crowd there was so relaxed. We had a, um, I had a peanut butter, banana, and bacon sandwich. The, ban- the bacon truck was there. The bacon truck? Yes, the I Love Bacon Truck was there. He bakes chocolate chip cookies with bacon in them. Um, he had a Cuban sandwich, and I really wanted to try it. But you were afraid it wouldn't live up to your standards? Well, my Cuban's czar license right now is just for the state of Tennessee, and we were across state lines. <laughs> so I didn't know if in Alabama I could, I could pronounce proper judgment, I didn't want to right. have to carry it home with me and eat it the next day. Right. And so I went with the peanut butter, banana, and bacon on grilled sourdough. Amazing.
0: That actually sounds pretty good.
1: Well, I was worried. I was when I got it. I was really worried. Okay, is the bacon gonna work here? But then, where does bacon where does not bacon work? not work? Some combination of bacon and water could cure cancer. I'm certain of
0: it. <laughs> no, I think that's what causes it.
1: Actually, <laughs> oh, okay, some combination. Well, then, it would. Then it would it's like. It's the, the antidote? Yeah, it's like it's like snake venom. The antivenom is just a derivative of the snake venom. The bacon could cure it. <laughs> But um, got to sit there, got to have a lot of fun harassing uh, one of the reps. I won't mention his name because I won't embarrass him. But we both know him. He came running out by there, and he had somebody else's cigar in his hand. I pulled my I pulled my phone up real quick. Said I'm going to take a picture, <laughs> and he said I'm just smoking this till I get to my trunk to get a good cigar. Leave it alone. <laughs> but so uh, one thing that they don't serve at that cigar lounge is beer. Mm-hmm. There was no beer. You know, here, 80% of the people sitting in here right now have a beer in their hand. That's
0: true. Some of them have two.
1: Yes, some some of them have one in each hand. And there, they don't serve beer in that shop. But it's still such a festive environment and so... um, it's just kind of amazing. It's interesting. It shows that a cigar shop without beer can can thrive. Oh, and I think that's probably more the norm. I think
0: cigar shops with beer or alcohol in general are more the exception than the rule. It wasn't that long ago where none of the shops in Nashville had that. Now there's still only just a handful. Uh, when I was down in Atlanta, there was only one, and that's because it was actually a proper bar that just happened to have a walk-in humidor. You know, there's... I think you'd find that that's—a lot of people come to the cigar shop just to unwind and have a cigar. They don't go for the libation, necessarily.
1: Well, and I think that changes the dynamic of a cigar lounge,
0: you know, to a great degree. Well, we've been talking about that table of attorneys over there, right? I mean, that's—cigars notwithstanding, I bet without the alcohol, they probably wouldn't be as likely to choose this shop over another.
1: Probably not probably not and the, it's you know you're always going to get some older retired guys at a cigar shop that like to come hang out with their buddies have a cigar and those are the great guys to talk to mm-hmm. um, I'm entering a new phase in my life I don't know if it's maturity or if it's short attention span but television really holds no value for me right now in my life outside of your documentaries well, outside, I watch yeah documentaries and I'll, oh, by the way I gotta talk about Bruno but the, doc- the documentaries are something I really enjoy. But the documentary is a conscious effort. Right. Every It's not background noise. Yeah. Every 30 days, I'm going to watch a documentary on something I don't know anything about. You know, I watch Snoop Dogg's documentary. I've watched um, tons of fitness documentaries just because I love to learn about that stuff and see, yeah, they're doing it wrong. but. <laughs> But there's a lot of stuff like that that I really enjoy. So documentaries, I don't guess I consider them TV. I
0: can can see that. It is kind of a different animal altogether.
1: But now you live basically without TV, don't you? Yeah. Uh,
0: I really don't watch TV at all. I watch now. I I will turn the TV on to Netflix or Amazon Prime or something for a documentary uh, to go to sleep. I I started doing that several years ago with the Planet Earth series and then they did the blue planet and the desert planet and they've done all the ones it's just great a nature documentary is great because it's soothing it's pretty and it's not engaging enough that you have to sit there and watch it whereas something like the new york city documentary that i just watched i found myself staying up later to continue watching it Um, that i've i've got you know professional cycling i've got nbc sports gold so i get all the tour de france and all of the the spring classics and all those races that would be probably the exception, is, is sports.
1: Well, and okay, I'm going to tell everybody out there how you watch a nature documentary. There's a proper way to watch a nature documentary. Watch it from the beginning till 15 minutes from the end, then turn it off. Because the last 15 minutes, they're going to be saying. And those of you out there watching this documentary, drinking water out of a plastic bottle, you're contributing to the death of a blue whale every day. I think you're watching the wrong nature documentaries. Everyone I see ends that way, ends with, um, we're destroying the environment this way, we're destroying the environment that way. I hate them. But is it not true? No. We're human beings. This environment will be here long after we're gone. It may not be the same shape, but the environment wasn't in the same shape when we got it. No, it certainly wasn't.
0: But at the same time, if the the fact of the matter is there's a there's actually a brewery out of Seattle, I think it is, that's recently created edible uh, six pack rings. Because, you know, the little plastic six pack rings are your own Beer or whatever, they kill a lot of animals every year, and so now they've got that actually disintegrate, biodegrade, and are food for the wildlife if they end up in the ocean. I just stuff like that, I find cool. Like,
1: I'm all for it. And if I want to watch an ecological documentary about the plight of the North American dung beetle, I will. But if I'm watching, you know, Shark Week, I don't want to know. I don't want to know how many. I don't want to see the classic shot of the Japanese fishing boat lined up with shark fins. I don't need that in my life. And I'm just going to tell you, this is the way you watch nature documentary. Last 15 minutes, cut it off. You've seen all they've got to show. (laughs) They put a bow on it, and then they just start whining. (laughs) This is some of the times that Trey just shakes his head and looks at me. It isn't often that we disagree
0: so wildly. But this is one of those... Is that your favorite part of the documentary? No, but I... But I think there's truth to it. I mean there is there's absolute proof that we are not leaving the environment in as good a condition as we found it. Now I'm not don't get me wrong, I am not one of these eco-terrorist nut tree hugger people. But at the same time, I do still cut the rings off the six packs before I throw them away. I do still do there are some small behaviors that I can make that will help contribute to making sure that this environment is Is in as good a shape as as I find it. I mean, that's when when we
1: go out to the river.
0: You know, we don't litter. We don't do anything like that. It's it's the same kind of principle.
1: Well, but to me, that has nothing to do with nature documentaries or saving Bambi. That's just being a good human being, right? I produce the trash, hence I throw it away. But
0: but the people that they're talking to in those scenarios are not people like you and me. They're the people that do throw the the burger wrapper out the window of their car.
1: But those people are watching reality TV. They're not watching documentaries on the sperm whale. (laughs) You might be surprised. (laughs) I would definitely be surprised. But being as as we're here now, I do have to note that Bruno San Martino passed away last week. Um, He was the world wrestling champion in the territorial days for over seven years. A feat that will never again be noted. Um, Absolutely amazing, amazing man, amazing story about his family running from the Nazis and hiding in the mountains when Nazi Germany took over Italy. And his mother is just a, a heroine story. It's just amazing. And WWE did a really classy documentary on Bruno. It's just called Bruno... Um, if you have it on the, w- have the WWE Network, it's on there, and I'm sure it's going to make the rounds on some other stuff. It's just too good not to. That's really cool. And it, it's just, it's, it's, even
0: if you're not a wrestling fan. Which I'm not, but you were telling me about this documentary, and I really want to watch it.
1: Yeah, just even if you're not a wrestling fan, the story of, and again, I'm sick of documentaries where the producer is obviously sitting in the basement with a gun in his mouth looking for a reason to pull the trigger. So he decided to build a documentary to give him a reason and try to take me with him. (laughs) Again, you're watching
0: the wrong documentaries. I do not find this at all. You need to get into some Ken Burns stuff. It's uplifting. It's informative. I think you might like it.
1: Now, I I did used to love to watch Wild America. Oh, yeah. Because he always had the little guy with him. Hey, go out there and see if you can pet that rhino. (laughs) I always, always loved that part of it. But anyway, enough documentary talk. Let's talk about cigars again. So at the event, I smoked a couple of different Don Gonzalez, a couple of hand rolls. The fresh hand rolls, still hard to beat. Yeah. Still a hard cigar to beat. Um, I've been smoking a lot lately. I'm actually fixing to trim back because I've been I've been getting a little carried away with it.
0: Yeah, I I have been too. I think it was last Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday of last week. I smoked four cigars that day, and I was just I haven't done that since I was a rep. And I was just like, "What? Well, go- no, we gotta we gotta pull
1: this back." Yeah, I think next week I'm gonna kind of reel it back and get back. I'm I'm usually a one a day smoker. Yeah, usually one a day. I'm usually two. Yeah, but. Also keep in mind the size I smoke versus the size you smoke. It's probably about the same. We're probably amount of cons- cigar. yeah we're probably consuming roughly the same amount of tobacco. Yeah. And uh, but I am going to have to reel it back. I can always tell when I'm not enjoying the cigar as much as I should. That I am. Um, that it's time to reel it back just a little. And The other thing I, I find that, you know, we kind of talked about, you know,
0: getting burnt out on a cigar if you're smoking the same one over and over and over again. You know, I, I find that when I do start smoking that much in a day that I, I lose a little bit of the nuance from my palate and I stop tasting the, the cigars as well. And that's really what it comes down to for me with cutting back is just making sure that I'm not burning my palate out.
1: Right, that you're enjoying, um, enjoying the flavor. Exactly, and cigars should be savored. They should be enjoyed. It's, it's not like that quick hit of a cigarette where somebody just, you know, they, oh, I got to go outside and smoke a cigarette real quick. a yeah, cigar is never that way for me. No, it's always okay. I need an hour to an hour and a half. I need good conversation. I need a relaxed environment. I'm not going to stand outside in the cold in my parka trying to puff on a cigar. Right, exactly. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to move forward with my life. Although, that being said, this time of year, I do find
0: flirting with that line a little bit. You get just that hint of a beautiful day, and you kind of force yourself. You put on that extra jacket just so you can sit outside and smoke
1: a cigar. Yeah, I have a fire pit on my deck just for that reason. I have one of the gas fire pits so that... Not really. If it's cold enough that I'm huddled around that for warmth, it's too cold to be smoking a cigar. Right. But if, if I just need that just to knock the chill off the air, I, I, can, I can allow myself that, cur- that luxury. Yeah. And also, what's the best cigar you smoked last week? Fogata. Fogada. Oh. Uh. I, so I picked
0: up a box of Heritage at the Ovo event here at, at the shop last Friday, and I've probably already smoked four or five of them. And But one of the great things is, you know, you buy a box, you get a bunch of extra cigars to kind of, to broaden it out. Right. And I got three Fagatas and two Synchro Nicaragua no, and three Synchro Nicaraguas. And, you know, that Fagata, man, it is just, I was smoking one last night. And, you know, it was two inches too short. I mean, that's the best thing I can say about a cigar is that it's two inches too short.
1: Right. You wanted just a little bit more of it.
0: Oh, that. I smoked that thing to the point that my lips were touching ash. And what, to talk about that cigar and how well it's made is that I was able to smoke it down until it was from the, the base of the ash to the tip of the cigar was less than half of an inch. And I was still able to smoke it comfortably.
1: So, coming to the end of the show, I do want to share some of my winnings from the, um, the event. So, we're going to do another Ash Tray giveaway contest. We haven't done one in a in couple of months, so this yeah. will be good. So, our 70th episode is coming up, and we'll announce the winner. Here's what you got to do to enter I want your best made up cigar. Um, for instance, I want Drew Estates to make the gym rat. <laughs> In all, it, it flows perfectly with their motif, their right. old Dirty Rat motif. It's got to be a Solomon.
0: Okay. Oh, because um, it's got to be bigger than the... Fl- th-
1: that's <laughs> right. It's got to it's kind of have that bicep look to it. Right. But the Drew Estate Gym Rat, um, another cigar, the Give a Damn. <sighs> I'm, all, I'm all out of Give a Damn. Here, have some of mine. <laughs> and to be able to share that, that's a great name for a cigar. I'm, I'm such a naming things freak. Right. So
0: so the 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 gist of the contest is, you know, kind of describe the cigar, maybe the shape, the size, maybe what its makeup is and give it a give it a creative name, bonus points if you make up a a cigar company to go with it. You know, or give us a it a fits in the, if it's or, like my yeah.
1: gym rat and it fits in the profile yeah. of an already created, you yeah. know, um, by the way, two rats in a wool sock. Sock. I already have that one. <laughs> and I think you that's see
0: specifically for really cold nights.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's specifically for when it's really cold. Well, you know how they make the cigars that sometimes twist together. Yeah, I think Drew Calabra. Estate. Yeah, Drew Estate needs to make one of those and call it two rats in a wool sock. <laughs> after after that, famous phrase. If you don't know that phrase, sorry, I can't tell you, tell you the entirety of it on the air. But yeah, so drop us a line info at the Cigar Cast for your
0: entries there. You can also send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Cigar Cast. If you want to drop it in the comments of one of our pictures on Instagram or send it to us as a mention on Twitter, we're at the Cigar Cast as well.
1: Sounds great. Look forward to hearing of the new cigars over the next couple of weeks and discussing them. Um, final thought on the Inspirato Red.
0: I've got about two inches left of it, and I can't wait to just turn the mics off and sit back and really enjoy the rest of it. I am loving the cigar.
1: The white is always going to be a good cigar. Um, They're one of the few of the Don Pepin line you don't see in box deals that often because I think they're a limited production of some sort. I can count on one hand the number of times I've even seen that cigar. Yeah, but if you get a chance, it's got the white label on it, get one, you'll love it. Thanks for everybody for listening this week, and until next week, have a good cigar and think well of us.